1: Welcome back. Uh, you're listening to SFM. We're coming to you live from Monabisi Secondary School in Zwagasi, location in uh, De'ar. Uh, and uh, we want to talk now about the fact that the Transport Minister, Figi Lembalula says he's seeking leave to appeal the decision of the High Court in Pretoria to declare the Ardo Act unconstitutional and invalid. Mbalula addressed the media during the release yesterday of the 2021 festive season road fatality stats and the the organization undoing tax abuse outer challenged the administrative adjudication of road traffic offenses um, amendment sorry traffic offenses act and the Ardo amendment act earlier when the court ruled against Ardo the road freight association welcomed the ruling and uh, to get their perspective as to why they don't like it and uh, what this means to them also what is their view uh, on the minister challenging the ruling we're joined by Gavin Kelly who is the CEO of the road Freight Association. Good morning, Gavin. You say you are okay uh, with, uh, you know, the the ruling that uh, was given by the Pretoria High Court. Tell me why. Good morning.
0: Good morning, Desi, and good morning to all your listeners. Yes, we, we are actually quite happy with that ruling, and um, the RFA has been making comment around the Arta Act since its inception in 1998, and we've raised a number of concerns to the various ministers of transport and the Department of Transport really around the impact of of what Arthur would do in terms of points demerit, in terms of removing their common law uh, rights and in terms of how it would impact the average citizen in the country because it's not only going to impact freight operators or truck drivers or those guys who have trucks it's going to impact everybody and has the potential to destroy business because the point demerit system is, is a very closed system that just removes vehicles off the road. It's not like around the rest of the world where if your vehicle is unroadworthy, it is taken off the road and it is allowed back on the road the very next day, if that may be the case, if it is found to be roadworthy at a test centre. It's not held off the road for months on end. So that is one of the reasons why we are very happy that the court has found Arta to be unconstitutional.
1: Yeah, but then the government is going back to court. Uh, They're going to challenge that ruling. What do you make of that?
0: Well, if they didn't do that, one would have to ask questions. Would they then be acknowledging that all along and Arta has been coming and coming and coming, I think for around about 23 years now, they would then have acknowledged that they themselves knew that this was not kosher or, or, or yeah. unconstitutional. So the minister has no uh, real option other than to go and appeal this. I'm not sure whether, he, whether the department was given leave to appeal. He's obviously now going to go and ask for leave to appeal. That would be the yeah. next step. And you need to understand that, that in the minister's mind, if he sees Arco as a silver bullet to solve the bad accident status or record that we have in South Africa and so he's going to fight tooth and nail to to make sure that this piece of legislation actually does come into play.
1: Yeah, some people say that silver bullet is necessary because we have way too many road fatalities in our country and you know year on year the statistics keep going higher and higher and we you know we not we don't seem to get control of the issue of road fatalities in South Africa you know and the argument that's being brought forth by the Department of Transport is the fact that the demerit system will force all of us to drive better. How do you feel about that?
0: Because it is no single silver bullet. I think that is what the department needs to understand. And the department needs to take a step back and ask itself, why is the road safety situation so bad in the country? Now, you're quite correct in saying that year on year, the statistics, the raw statistics, the number of people who've been injured and killed, has risen. It did that for Mm. every year apart from the year 2020-2021. Now, that might have been a COVID-19 effect on the number of vehicles on the road, but one Mm. of the things we know that they did, which is one of the proposals we put into the department, is that they actually took their law enforcement resources and targeted the areas where they knew there were problems, and they brought those incidents down. That's what you need to do. You need to have a combined effort, so you need to have a number of silver bullets. And unfortunately, there's some very hardworking ladies and gents in the traffic policing profession, but we all know stories of corruption and maladministration. So that is the other place that major changes need to happen.
1: Yeah. So you consider yourselves friends of Outa then in this particular case? (laughs) I have to yeah. ask.
0: <laughs> yeah, look, we've worked closely with AUTA over a number of years. We've given them some of our comments. So, yes, we support AUTA in this endeavour, especially given, you know, there are two things. The one thing that, that is important to understand is that the Auto legislation in its current format, through that Amendment Act that was published in 2019, drastically changed the original setup of ATA. And we were very vocal about it, as was ATA. So, we are, we, we, yes, we support them, we agree with the with stance that they've taken, that the, that this current proposal of the way in which to implement ARTA is is unconstitutional, it is not workable, and it allows itself for a lot of problems in the way in which it would be administered.
1: Yeah. So according to yourselves as the Road Freight Association, how then do we get a handle of uh, the road uh, fatalities in our country? Uh, because COVID or, not, or no COVID uh, withstanding, we have a big issue with road fatalities in our country.
0: Well, the first thing that needs to happen is you need to really identify what the problems are. And, and that is also another issue. Do we know exactly what it is? You know, just saying speeding and, and drinking and driving, are those really the issues? Where do they happen? Mm. Dedicate mm. Your, your resources there. I mean, you can use private sector, like is used around the rest of the world, to control certain things. So, for example, mm. in the freight industry, all, all truckers, all professional truckers, and definitely our members, any truck leaving a depot, there's a screening Of the driver before they go there's a a roadworthy check there's a vehicle compliance check so those sorts of things need to be brought into place and then along the route you know you find vehicles that are unroadworthy what happens they get a fine and they're allowed to to proceed so how does a a fine fix a a latent defect on a vehicle or an unroadworthy vehicle so we, we need to change the way in which we we monitor and deal with the offenses we find on the
1: road yeah. What conversations, if at all, have you had with the Ministry of Transport in terms of the changes that need to happen uh, for, you know, the, the 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 space to be safer uh, for drivers, for your drivers at, as the Road Freight Association?
0: When you say safe, are you're talking road safety. You're not talking about violent yes. attack.
1: No, no, no. I'm talking road That's safety, of course.
0: Road safety. Okay. And I just yeah. want to make sure easy because there's always mm. those, those two areas. So we've had a fair amount of discussion and we have we have never been belligerent we haven't attacked them we've always put down our concerns and then given some proposals and we've had both both correspondence and face-to-face discussions in actual fact the representatives of the road traffic infringement agency which is the government agency or authority that is uh, mandated to implement arta have come to a number of our workshops, to a number of our our conventions, and have spoken openly about how they view our concerns. And in in many cases, we've agreed with things that need to change. The the biggest challenge, obviously, and, and this is where the unconstitutionality lies, a great part of it, is that the Department of Transport, the Minister of Transport, has little to no control over the way in which traffic policing, and traffic policing isn't always a stick approach. It is uh-huh. far more a preventative approach, a a, a trying to get the traffic to, to move safely and efficiently, has very little effect around that. It's a provincial and a municipal domain, and in a fair amount of cases, Those domains focus on revenue generation, not on safety. So one can understand that the minister is is somewhat caught between a rock and a hard place and therefore has to go and challenge this. He he cannot sit back and let it go.
1: Yeah. So you're saying it's a municipal and regional issue and uh, it's uh, different types and ways of policing that will make things better?
0: Yes, you you have to, uh, for example... Uh, perhaps one of the ways of changing it is that if you are going to pay incentives to traffic officers or traffic managers or regional commanders, whatever you would like to, to focus on, perhaps you need to do it in terms of the reduction of incidents and crashes that happen on a road, not in the number of tickets written and the number of prosecutions. Because at the end of the day, we all want less deaths. Um, we don't yes. want more tickets. If, you, if get where I'm going. We all want safer vehicles. Um and, and that would be the thing to do, I would say, is is one of the approaches. So we hear every year of a of a bus that goes off the road in the Kai cuttings in the Eastern Cape. But surely, presumably, one would then target that area to ensure whoever travels down there meets whatever or corrects or is checked for whatever causes these accidents. Is it Is it it speed? Then let's do things to make sure the speed is restricted. Is it bad braking? Then have some sort of testing at the top of the cutting. Not, you know, once the guy's gone over the edge and you say, oh, the brakes failed.
1: Yeah. We'll leave it there. Uh, In fact, we have two voice notes before we let you know. We'll let you go, uh, uh, um, uh, Gavin. Uh, Perhaps they might be commenting on what you're saying or asking a question. So let's hear what they had to say. Good morning, my
0: sister, to AfriForum as well. It's Velim Jolie of Richards Bay. I'm a tracker. You know, this thing of Arto is so painful. You know, when it comes to this ANC thing, our country is in such a mess. To AfriForum, please help us, because we don't have money to stand for ourselves behind in the courts. So please, we rely on you on everything you are the one that's going to protect our country it's all ours because they say all who live in it so it's all ours protect us we live through these licenses so if they want to confiscate them they want to
1: uh, kg yeah not uh, this government they they mustn't blame us the drivers who acquired licenses long before so they must blame their officials for just taking money to give those people licenses and then they are the cause of the of the accident i think after each and every accident they must check uh, how long is that license or how did he acquire that license i'm telling you man. No, this is uh, this is an abuse to us drivers who know who we got our licenses faintly. Okay, this is an anonymous truck driver. Thank you to uh, the two truck drivers uh, that uh, got through on our um, um, WhatsApp line zero six zero four one zero four one zero seven. That's zero six one, sorry, four one zero four one zero seven. And thank you so much to Gavin Kelly, the CEO of the Road Freight Association. Thank you, Gavin. It's nine thirty 930 now, nine thirty one actually. It's time for the news headlines, and Musa standing by.